Hello and welcome. It's Trucking Answers. It's Mark. Hey, you know me. Oh, yeah. I'm your trucking. What am I talking about? <laughs> this is your Trucking Answers host. We do Trucking Answers here on this podcast. We do it on YouTube. We do it everywhere. Wherever it is, we do it. And I'm here with Gracie, my co-host, who's snoozing at the moment, but she can jump in at any minute and have something to say. Now, this is the podcast that other trucking podcasts listen to to figure out what the heck they want to talk about. All right, where we help new people get in the industry the right way. So if you're a new person, we're here for you. And today we are going to have some trucking news about Pam Transport. Oh, yeah, they're in the news again. Duh. Who didn't know they wouldn't be in the news again? We're going to talk about the cheapest car I ever bought. All right, then our automotive segment. The least I paid for it, let's put it that way. And we're going to have yet another reason we do not live on Mars in the third half of the show. Now, this may or may not involve another dairy product. And uh, do you know why we don't live on Mars? Well, we don't live on Mars because there's a bunch of dumb, stupid people here on this planet that waste our time because they're morons and we have to pay for them either through dry cheese sandwiches or some other means because they're idiots. And so I can't go live on beautiful Mars. As a service to you, I have checked the weather on Mars. NASA at the Curiosity rover site. The weather today will be 25 degrees as a high with a low of minus 90 and some red dust storms. Okay, so there you go. That's not bad. That's livable. We could live there, but we don't. Let's get right into PAM Transport. Now, if you're new, I'm sure you've heard of PAM Transport or Driver Solutions. Okay, Driver Solutions is in effect PAM Transport. <laughs> when you go talk to Driver Solutions, they're not solving anything. Their solution is to sing it to PAM. And this is why, in my opinion, for the lawyers, you should not work at PAM or you should not talk to Driver Solutions ever. If somebody says, I'm from Driver Solutions, run. Run like you're being chased by Jason Voorhees. Okay? Run. So, what has happened is, guess what? PAM settles another lawsuit. Yes, I know we're all surprised about that. And here's this is the reason why you should not go there. They constantly settle lawsuits. Now, in their defense, I suppose I'll mention so those same lawyers don't gripe at me. Pam admits no wrongdoing. They've not been convicted of wrongdoing by the courts. They've not been adjudicated to be doing anything wrong. And they don't admit doing anything wrong. Okay? Okay, lawyers. So, uh, <laughs> this one is not as big as some that they settled. This one's only, in air quotes, $4.75 million, and we're going to talk about it today on a live show on Trucking Answers on YouTube. So if you don't listen to this today, you're out of luck. You don't have to watch the rerun. So what do they say? Well, here's the thing. Another lawsuit, and this, by the way, this releases Pam. This is for people that worked at Pam from January 1st, 2020 to July 31st, 2022. All right. These are constant. Just let, just recently, they settled another $16 million, over $16 million for the same thing. What? That they don't pay minimum wage? This is the uh, allegation. And that they charged fees for paycheck advance that's higher than the amount. Boy, this is terrible, right? Maybe Gracie ought to do this show. More than the amount allowed by law in Arkansas, they can only charge 10% APR on cash advances. So... <laughs> So on a hundred bucks cash advance, they're charging twenty-five bucks as high as twenty-five dollars. Not allowed. They're allowed to charge ten percent over the whole year. So around eleven bucks with uh, you know compounding over a year. They're charging twenty-five dollars over a week. 
<laughs> all right and for a $500 escrow account okay to and what they did is they deducted wages from driver paychecks until they had 500 bucks in there to recoup these advances that's not allowed okay and I'm not a lawyer but I have griped about these escrow accounts until I am blue in the face they in my opinion are not allowed all right and a proof of that they're not allowed is Pam is has to pay it back well all right mark I know the lawyers are calling they don't have to pay it back I guess they're doing it out of the kindness of their heart again paying it back also in their um in their driver manual it says in there that you need to be in proximity to the truck 24 hours a day unless you're on home time okay like the truck's parked at the terminal and you go home otherwise you need to be in proximity to the truck all the time well and so the allegation is hey we're not you're not even paying us minimum wage then if we can't leave and go do whatever we want that's work and i personally think that's logged time here's why fmcsa says if you have to do something at the direction of a motor carrier that's on duty time okay and i'm going to say duty a lot so it's going to be pretty funny <laughs> think and i just thought litter boxes okay so on duty time to be off duty the fmcsa says you have to be able to choose and participate in activities of your own choosing okay at whatever location you like and that's how they determine if they do a log audit that's one way the fmcsa determines if you're off duty they look and see can you go do whatever you want for example can you get a flight right now to vegas unless you're in vegas and then you take a flight out of vegas okay and just leave if you can't you are not off duty all right that's my opinion of it and that's what the fmcsa has said can you leave the property and go anywhere you want and do whatever you want all right and so if pam says in their driver manual which many of you have sent me many and if you have a driver manual take a picture of this kind of thing and send it to me from wherever you work i'd love to see this stuff that you need to remain in proximity to the truck all the time because you're basically security of the truck all right then i think not only that you should be paid for it but that you should have to log on duty time i wish every pam driver would do that and say well look if i can't be off duty if i can't go do whatever i want i can't be off duty anyhow uh, Pam here throwing out another, you know, f almost five mil, just slapping it down on the table here, $4.75 million for some drivers. And they settle these all the time, okay? They have, and I think they have an office at the courthouse there probably where they just rubber stamp checks to send out to people. I mean, come on. In 2020, it was $16.5 million. It's always the same thing there. It's always the same thing. And they would rather spend this money on settling lawsuits than just paying people let's just pay people how about that how much money did lawyers make and look i'm not against lawyers all right there's always a time where you need a lawyer and so they worked and you know they should get paid but rather than having to pay lawyers to do all this stuff why don't just pay people that you know that's another idea i suppose i know what you're saying well market driver solutions it's how i go to truck school for free or whatever look are you worried about paying for truck school? Okay, you do not have to go to Driver Solutions. There are a lot of ways to go to truck school. We don't have to pay anything. And Pam, you know, you're going to probably sign a contract there too at Pam and have to work there for a certain period of time. And that's at a lot of schools, uh, a lot of trucking companies. You don't have to do that probably.
Many, many states have different programs that allow you to go to truck school where you don't ever have to pay it back. That could be six, eight, ten thousand dollars difference in your paycheck. And if you then choose a company that pays better, what if you got another dime a mile for that year? That's another ten grand. Your life can be changed by just doing two different things when you get started trucking by fifteen thousand dollars. All right, just from two things, much less everything else. Okay, I'm gonna start doing uh, seminars about this kind of stuff for new drivers. So if you are new, I want you to get in the industry the right way. I don't want you to go to Pam. I don't want you to get stuck at Pam because they bring free pizza to the truck school. Do not be sucked in by their free pepperonis. Okay, if they try to stick a pepperoni in your mouth, turn away. Turn away. <laughs> because look, you're being bamboozled by these places. There's just a few places in the country that are sucking up so many drivers. 300,000 to 400,000 new people a year get a CDL. Is that you? Are you looking to do that? In five years, there's what, 10, 15,000 of those people still left in the industry? Why? Because they got in the wrong way. Got taken advantage of, and not because you're dumb or anything. It's just because you don't know. And so you're like, well, driver solutions. They're going to do all this and say all this stuff. Look, if their lips are moving, they're probably lying to you. There's a better way. There's a better way. Go to launchwithmark.com, okay, if you want to launch your trucking career. Simple as that. It's just as simple as that. If you're new, you were thinking about getting a CDL, there's always a paycheck waiting for you on Friday. Okay, there's always going to be a paycheck there as long as you get into trucking the right way. Don't don't be one of these people that writes to me and say, I wish I'd have known this. You could know it. The things you need to know, I'll show you. I'll show you up front. Yes, I know what you're saying, Mark. You've spoken at the Mid-America Truck Show. You're a huge star. No, I'm not. <laughs> Believe me. Ask the cat. <laughs> But seriously, look, let's be serious for a minute. Can we be serious? It's hard to do, I know, for me especially. But I do want new people to get in the industry the right way. I really do. It's terrible that so many people come in and leave. There's not a trucking shortage, okay, of drivers. There's just so many people come and go. It doesn't have to be that way. It really doesn't. So launchwithmark.com and we'll get you into trucking the right way. All right? So there you go. Now, let's talk about the cheapest car I ever bought. Now, so at one point, and this has to be by 96, 97, I bought a 1971 Chevy Impala. And I say it has to be 96 because I put historic plates on that car, which we'll talk about in a minute. I paid $200, two hundies, uh, two C-notes. That's what the kids say today, right? A C-note. Anyhow, I paid $200 for the car. And it drove. All right, Mark, was this a bomb? Well, it ran and drove. I went, test drove it, fired right up, drove it. Now, this car was rusted to smithereens. <laughs> the spare tire was in the back seat with the jack because the trunk was rusted through. And I guess they were afraid everything would fall out of it. I don't know how the gas tank was hanging on to it. But uh, the air conditioning worked in the car. Now, the fan speed didn't work. The resistor was bad on it. So you either had the air on, it was either on full blast or off. You didn't have any other choice. And that's because I think in 71, the 7071 Chevy and all GMs really had this deal where the fan ran all the time when the car was on for ventilation. They had these uh, vents on the hood. And so you got better flow through of the car and it uh, ruined the fans a lot of times back then. And so this one ran on high. But if you turn the air on, it worked. 
It had a 400 in it and, of course, three-speed automatic. And the car ran good, okay? It ran, leaked everything. It Everything leaked. I'd have to fill everything up. I had to fill the differential up every week. Okay, put transmission fluid in it, uh, coolant, oil. I mean, the whole underneath of the car was covered with everything. But I'll tell you what. That thing fired up. It needed two tires when I got it, which I smacked on there. There were 15 inches then. It had front disc brakes, too. First year for that at GM as standard. So that was really something. I put a couple of tires on this car. And like a couple months later, I put a battery in it. Which I just grabbed any battery because it had a bungee cord holding it down. And uh, otherwise, the car ran good. All the lights worked. I mean, even the little side marker lights. Everything worked. Now, to get a historic plate in Indiana... You need to get a form from the DMV, which you probably can download now, but you couldn't really do that then, and take it to the nearest state police post, okay, and they will come out and look at the car. The car has to be safe and legal for the road and have whatever it had on it when it was new. So, like, that car needed uh, lap belts, <laughs> all right, which it had, and um, although the front seat was covered by a blanket because there was just basically springs but it had the lap belts, the car ran, all the lights worked, fired up, it didn't smoke, okay, it ran smooth, everything, and uh, the cops signed off on it, and I drove back over to the DMV and got my historic plates. In Indiana, they do not charge extra for historic plate, and it says historic vehicle on it, and there's no restrictions on when you can drive it, as long as you have the police sign off on this thing that the car is roadworthy. So, other than being rusty, right, the car is roadworthy this isn't where i have to have some kind of an inspection on it and uh you know that was it i drove the car with a historic plate on that car so i know it was at least 25 years old i know some states limit how many miles you can drive or you can only drive it on sundays and parades or whatever but they don't do that here the plates are enough here for new cars believe me okay so plates are already expensive enough but that car at 10 years old in indiana you're at the minimum which then was like 35 dollars it's like 58 dollars now is the minimum for a 10 year old car anyways Mark, get back to the story. I, uh, the next summer, this car was still running. Okay, I drove this car for a couple of years. The next summer, there was an ugly car contest at the Tippecanoe County State Fair here in Indiana, and I entered and won second place. <laughs> there was a Fairmont. If I remember, there was a Fairmont, even though I like Fairmonts. There was a Fairmont that was even worse shape than uh, this car. And uh, what did we win? Like $20 gift certificate to KFC, I think. And a certificate for the car. Yep, and uh, drove it out of there. So, I don't know. I drove this car all over the place. Yeah, so that was pretty good. I And for a while, I was working at Icon Transportation. I think that was their name in Terre Haute. Terre Haute, Indiana. And I would commute down there. I was 100 mile one way. I drove this car down there. It did pretty good. You know, it would get 17 miles to the gallon on the highway. I'd say that's not terrible. It was not the fastest car in the world, but this is pre- Emission, really. 72 started with the uh, catalytic converters and everything, so it didn't have any of that stuff on it. Gas tank filler behind the license plate would run on whatever you put in it, basically. It ran good. Smooth. it do nice burnout across an intersection. Power steering work. That leaked, too, probably. I had just a, like a box full of different fluids that I had to put in the car, and uh, it was pretty good. So $200 for that car. You can't even get one tire for the escape now, or like 280 for a tire. So that's where we've come from then. And uh, so I got a whole car for $200. Look, the title transfer in that, in the tax, you know, she looked at me weird, $200. Yeah, 
Now they won't let you do that in Indiana, even though that was the price I paid. So I had to pay tax on that of like $7.25. Well, 14, what, 15 bucks, 14.50, plus title transfer, another $15. You know, so I was already 15% of the price just in transferring the title to that car. Yeah, car worked good, liked it. Intermittent wipers, 200 bucks. Have you bought a car for $200 ever that cheap? I think that's pretty good, considering I drove the car for probably a couple of years before I got rid of it. And it started middle of winter. It would go out there and fire up, just hit the key, boom, fired right up. Fired it right up, no problems. As long as you kept all the fluids filled in it, everything was good. And the way I looked at it is like, here's the thing, people forever don't change differential fluid and stuff like that. This thing leaked out. I put a bottle of that in a month of fluids, of like differential. I would go through a bottle of gear oil and uh, you know all these other stuff so it was forever getting fresh fluid that's there's something to be said for that now we go to kentucky where there is a man living in a cinder block basement apartment and he is contemplating his life choices as he looks over all of his tattoos which will come into the story again a little bit later well it turns out tattoos are very expensive when you have probably dozens if not hundreds of them they can get expensive if you're getting them somewhere other than prison all right and so he says to himself you know i like watching sally jesse Raphael, so i'm gonna leave after the show and i'm gonna head down to the convenience store so he does just that he shuts off his black and white television sitting on a card table wipes off his walls because they're sweating because they're cinder block walls, leaves his basement apartment and heads down to the shop and go or whatever it's called. Well, where we pick the story up here is apparently the clerks asked him about his tattoos because they're on surveillance camera and he's showing them off. There are many. All right. And I'm not against tattoos. If you want to get a thousand tattoos, be my guest. All right, and because some of them look great. And so this guy's got a lot of them, and he could see in the camera him showing them off to the clerks because, look, there's a lot, and they apparently commented about them. There's no sound in it. And then after he's done basically showing them to the camera, he proceeds to rob the store. He does not have a mask on either. And so he gets however much money's in the register and leaves. <laughs> well, I don't know if you know this, um, maybe he doesn't know this. When they arrest you, they take pictures of all of your tattoos and identifying marks and features that you might have, scars or whatever else it is that is unique about you. And they store them. So the police, the police are called. They watch the surveillance video. They then take the surveillance video with them to the police station and they can do CSI stuff where they can match the tattoos in the surveillance to tattoos they have on file. They're like a fingerprint. Okay, because they take a bunch of tat pictures of your tattoos and they figure out who this is. Guess what? He lives down the street from the convenience store. Duh. He wasn't a Reebok tracksuit, which I love. Reebok. This show should be sponsored by Reebok. Okay, but it isn't. <laughs> so he goes to... He goes back home, I guess, and then the cops show up. And they're like, hey, man, give us the money. You're coming with us. I didn't do nothing. Well, you cannot hold all these tattoos up to the camera and then say it wasn't me. It's so unique of a picture. I mean, it's like a, each arm is a sleeve of tattoos that he shows. Here's the thing. 
this is some just some advice for criminals. If you're going to go rob a place, you need to cover yourself up if you have any unique identifying features like a Reebok tracksuit or 500 million tattoos, okay, that are just going to be unique to you. And especially do not chit-chat with the clerks. He's like chatting this lady up, a woman who is, I don't know, 20s, right? Hey, what are you doing? What do you think about this tattoo? By the way, give me all the money. Okay, you can't do that. Okay, just get the money and leave. So, of course, he goes to prison, and what do we have to do? Pay for it, right? Now I have to provide him tattoo salve and dry cheese sandwiches, okay, which aggravates me to no end because Mars is warming up. We're in getting almost into summertime, and I can't get there because of idiots in track suits. Plus, now in Kentucky, there is another, yet another cinder block basement apartment for rent. So get ready for that. Unbelievable, the uh, the audacity of idiots in the country. So that's the story today. If you are a new driver, launch your trucking career by going to launchwithmark.com. And otherwise, we're going to do a live show today on the YouTubes. Be there. Otherwise, watch the rerun. And we will be back soon with another podcast.